Welcome to Speaking of Partnership, the show that brings you the personal partnership stories of experts from all walks of life, so you can turn their stumbling blocks into stepping stones to healthy, long-lasting partnerships. I'm your host, Ken Bechtel, and ladies, I have a question for you. Are you tired of feeling like you're the one putting in all the effort to make your relationships work? Then go to speakingofpartnership.com right now and click on the big red Tell Me More button and find out how you can get men to do their part. Now, let me introduce you to today's guest. I am super excited for today's show as we actually have four guests on the show. That's right, all four guests from earlier in the week have provided us with bonus material. This is what we call Follow Your Yes Friday. In the 20 years that I've been doing research and working with partners and, and, and relationships and men and women, one of the things that I've found missing in many partnerships is, well, we tend to forget or maybe we just neglect to follow our intuition or what I call our yes, that gut feeling that tells us, here's what your next step is. Instead, what happens is we we tend to be in our partnerships and we're operating solely from our head. We're analyzing everything. We're disregarding just what our gut's telling. Sometimes we do pay attention. We we recognize that yes, that, that instinct, and we start to follow it. But here's the trick. We tend to not really own it. We don't defend it. We don't, we don't set our boundaries with conviction. And this results in us abandoning our yes. We ultimately end up proceeding in our partnerships based on somebody else's yes. They put theirs on the table and we just go, oh yeah, that's good. And we go with theirs. What we're going to look at today, I've asked every one of our guests about their yes. Not just when they followed their yes, but also when they haven't. What happened when they didn't follow their yes? They didn't follow that gut feeling that said, oh, this is what you need to do next, and instead went strictly off their intellect and their analyzer and said, nope, nope, that doesn't pencil. I'm going to keep on this path. We've got information from every single guest that you heard this week that's going to help you understand the power of following your yes. Now, here we go. Neola Sparkus was on our show on Monday, and she shared a great story of a time when she met the man of her dreams and then told him not to call her. Well, Neola, do me a favor. Would you help us illustrate just how not following your yes can undermine a partnership? And what I'd love for you to do is we're going to start with a time you didn't follow your yes and just share with us what happened. What were you doing Maybe you didn't even realize you had a yes at the time, but now when you look back, you're like, geez, that was pretty clear. I don't know how I missed that. So tell us a a quick story about what was going on, what was it you didn't pay attention to, and how did it end up? (laughs) Okay, so my story is going to probably be a little unique, but uh, I was basically listening to, uh, you know, public radio station like the music, and then I heard them doing their fundraising drive, and they were giving away a trip to Egypt. And suddenly I got this big yes. Oh my gosh, I want to go to Egypt. I just felt in my whole being 
I, when I was a little girl in grammar school, I had straight bangs and straight long dark hair and people called me Cleopatra. And I'm like, yes, I've got to go to Egypt. So uh, what I did at that point was I got um, more into like my masculine self of like trying to make it happen. And I believe that's where I disengaged the spiritual energy that would have flowed me there. So I started giving more uh, donations to this radio station. And I didn't win that trip to Egypt. I happened to be a voice teacher at that time. And I got a brand new voice student. And he was the one who won my trip to Egypt. I'm like, oh, my God, so close. But I didn't get it. And then, uh, you know, fast forward, I was trying to go on game shows and say I wanted to win a trip to Egypt and I didn't get those either. And then towards the end of that year, I uh, met my soulmate, Fritz. He came into my life and he was a big, huge yes. The night that we got together, I we both hit it off. We felt like, oh, my God, you're the one. You're the one I've been looking for. You're the one. You're meant to be my life partner. And the next morning, I, and that was a big yes. And the next morning, I woke up and I got scared. And this was me in my head and me in my emotional brain. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. This is happening too quickly. Uh, how could I think after one date that this is the one for me? This is crazy. So he called me and I told him to give me some space and do not call me until I get you know, myself together. It's too soon for me. And I asked him to keep his distance. And so what that was, was um, my uh, shadow self creating a comfort zone and not allowing me to step out of my comfort zone. You know, this was going to be something brand new, different, unaccustomed in my life. Um, a, a, a brand new soulmate or a trip to Egypt. They're both so exotic, so different that my my shadow self had to come out and put a draw a line and say, no, this is not going to happen for you. And so it, it looks and appears kind of like a self-sabotage that I just was trying too hard with the trip to Egypt and it wasn't the right allowing energy. And then with my uh, person, my soulmate who became my husband, I just put the brakes on it and I said, no, you know, give me some space. Don't call me. So... When you did that and you, you, you know, you asked Fritz, you're like, hey, I, I, I need some space here. What finally shifted that made you feel comfortable moving forward with that? <laughs> well, the universe has a way of if something is truly yours, you, even all the resistance in the world cannot block it from you. So I had been putting such a strong energy for a year uh, towards a soulmate, towards this trip to Egypt. So what happened was he gave me a space for a week and then he called me back and he asked, how are you doing? And, you know, he, he kept thinking of me and he couldn't forget me. And he was very bummed because he was leaving on a trip for his work. He was a music composer, still is. And he said, I don't know if you'd be interested in joining me on this trip. It would be, I would hire you as a singer to sing inside the Great Pyramid of Egypt for a possible NBC special. And I, <laughs> I was just floored. It's like, oh, my God, not only do I have my soulmate, but I have my trip to Egypt. And obviously, it was an overwhelmingly clear yes. And this time, I just couldn't resist. 
And so when I said, yes, yes, I would love to go on this trip with you. Yes, I would love to go away with you. I got love. I got adventure. I got a husband. And I was even very well paid for the gig. So (laughs) I had free airfare. (laughs) So this is one of those examples of, you know, you could try to stop it. You could self-sabotage. But if you had been putting so much energy into really embodying that this is clearly for you, then you will not be able to resist your good ultimately. And that's basically the lesson that I, that I teach people is, you know, you could put it off for a short period of time, but if it's really yours, it's going to be, it's going to be yours. It's going to be with you. It's going to stick with you. So that's, that's how it all worked out. Fantastic. And by the way, for all of you listening, I had no idea how that story ended. I was just compelled to ask that question. That was my yes. Um, But what's curious to me, and and, and you gave such a great example of this, Neola, is you got somewhat attached to the form of how you were going to get to Egypt. Right. Right. Oh, I'll win this somehow. I can't afford it. I have to have some way that this comes through a game show or a contest or whatever. And when you actually just let go of that and let the universe show you the way it was going to get you to your Egypt, you got there. But yeah. you could have very easily been like, no, that can't possibly be it because I know I'm supposed to win it in a game show. And I've talked to people who literally discounted, it was handed to them and they're like, no, 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 it's supposed to look like this. Right. But where did that come from? Exactly. So, so important to not be attached to form. You make yeah. a really great point there. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's just, it's, it's opening to the possibilities like you talked about. And then the universe has way more than we can even possibly come up with on our own little peacefully little mind. So right. <laughs> thank you very much for sharing that, Neola. You are so welcome. My favorite story. <laughs> on Wednesday's show, Preston Smiles shared with us a very powerful story of the first time he recalls having a yes. It showed up as a no and it saved his life. Preston, do me a favor. Would you help us illustrate how, well, let's start here. Let's start with not following your yes. How does that affect a relationship or partnership? So what I'd love for you to do is just share with us a quick story of a time when you didn't follow your yes. You didn't follow that inner guidance. Maybe you didn't even realize you had it at the time, but now you look back and you're like, geez, that was so clear. How did I miss it? So Hmm. tell us what happened and what was the the results of, of not following your yes? Yeah. Um, you know what? If you wouldn't mind, let's start with the other way. Yeah, whichever way you want to go. Okay. So um, a part of why I'm even doing the work that I'm doing is um, when I was 15 years old, I was in somewhat of a gang at the time. I was on my way out of one, but I was still hanging with some pretty um, amazing but misguided young men like myself. And um, I got a call one day from one of my best friends, Scott, and he asked me to come out and hang and drink and do these runouts, which we used to do, which is where we go in a liquor store, grab all the alcohol and run out. And um, this particular night, it was a no for me. And this was my first understanding of intuition. I didn't really get it. I was 15, so I didn't, I didn't have like the vocabulary or anything of that nature, but something inside of me, something deep within me said, don't go. And so I said, no, nah, man, I'm going to chill. And he's like, oh, you're going to be a beep. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to be a beep tonight. He's like, all right, P, I'll get up with you tomorrow. He hung up the phone. Within an hour, 
every single person in that blue Astro van that I was in every other night was shot. And my best friend Scott was shot in the head and died. And for me, you know, for a long time I said that happened to me. You know, that happened to me. I lost my friend. But now, in hindsight, understanding this work, I know it happened for me on many levels. And following, well, I guess that is the no, because I followed the no. I listened to intuition. It said, don't go, and I didn't go. So following that no has led me down a path where I can teach others about tapping into intuition, where I can teach others about listening to that internal guidance system, that still small voice that's always, always, in all ways speaking. It's just a matter of, are we the space for it? Are we the space? Are we listening? Because sometimes it doesn't always happen in a voice. Sometimes it happens in a body tingle. Sometimes it happens through someone else. But are we listening is the question. So for me, this was so powerful because I, and to sort of give you the back end of that story, it scared me so much. Because everything became real at that point. I was, I was a dumb kid breaking windows and spray painting and doing all of that stuff. But it became really real when my friend was killed. And I got so scared that I, I moved to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I asked my dad, could I go? And he said, yeah, I have a friend in, in Pennsylvania. And I went to one of the richest high schools in, in uh, uh, Pittsburgh, um, really in the nation. And I got there and it was like, I was like the fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I was like, I was literally the only black male in the entire school. Everybody had BMWs and Mercedes and, and they were very wealthy. And I learned something there that changed my life forever. I got to understand that underneath all of our stories, gay, straight, white, black, Christian, Muslim, you know, male, female, underneath all of that is our truth, which is love. And that the kids at my former school who were smoking weed, drinking, listening to Outkast, Tupac and Biggie, were doing the exact same thing at my new school but getting two different results based on the environment that was set up for them. So for me, Scott dying, me listening to that no, following that no, and actually listening to my intuition has created space for many people. And I say this from the humblest place possible. I received messages weekly from people who said, I was going to kill myself until I found your information, until I found your story. I get messages from people all the time. I get people running up to me in tears saying, you don't know what you're doing, but you're saving people's lives. And for me, I, I know that that is Scott speaking through me as well. Um, and that everything is always perfect. So um, that is an example of me following my note. Yes, that is a very powerful example, Preston. And I think one of the things that's, that's most uh, powerful about it is Though you, you, you know, in that moment, your friend calls and you're like, no, nah, I'm not going tonight. It was a no. That's not what I want to do tonight. So your guidance, what I call your yes, told you no, don't go. You didn't know why. Yep. It didn't have to make any sense. And you had no idea what it was going to lead to. Just Absolutely. something said, no, nah, not tonight. Mm -hmm. And yep. that's all it takes just trusting that one indication and it doesn't have to be you know one way or the other so it's it's funny because I, I remember when uh i i had the privilege of interviewing gay hendrix recently and he said he looks for a full body yes oh yeah he's like because my mind can override my body or vice versa but if it's not everywhere 
Yes. It's not a yes. Mm. Yep, yep, yep. That's one of the one of the things that when I'm um, coaching people on dating and um, you know attracting the one, it has to be a hell yeah. Mm-hmm. If it's not a hell yeah, then it's then it's a no go. Yeah. And you and we always always know when it's a hell yeah. You know, it, and it doesn't have to be with with people. You know, it could be with you know a pair of jeans. When you pick up, you know, you're shopping, you pick up a pair of jeans, you're like, oh, they look kind of cool. And then you pick up another pair and you're like, oh, my God. If it's a oh, my God, then those are the jeans you get to buy. Yeah, you know? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, you know, it takes practice because we're so used to convincing ourselves or following somebody else's protocol. Yes. That we got to go, hmm, nobody else would get these, but I am because they rock. Yes. And there you go. Well, thank you, Preston. These have been fantastic. For sure. I appreciate you so much, man. Thank you. Thank you to all my guests for sharing their stories of the benefits of following their yes. And for you listening, I invite you to take what you just heard about the importance of following your yes and apply it to what you heard this week on the show. Chances are there was something that clicked for you when you were listening to our interviews this week. What I invite you to do is to implement it. It doesn't matter if it's changing a behavior or a belief you've been operating from, Maybe it's looking into one of the resources or books that our guests recommended. Whatever your yes was from the material you heard from our guests this week, take it and act on it. And if you missed any of the interviews this week, simply go to speakingapartnership.com and enter the guest's name in the search bar. It'll take you directly to the recording of their interview. You can view their show notes and find all the links to the resources they mentioned. Follow Your Yes Friday is all about you taking the next two days and applying something that you learned on the show this week. Follow up on something that caught your attention, where you thought, man, this is good. This this could really make a difference in my life. Whatever that yes was, this is your compass telling you this is your best path. So follow it. From all of us here at Speaking of Partnership, we invite you to take your yes and take action on it today. Peace. Thank you for listening to Speaking of Partnership. Head over to speakingofpartnership.com for links and recaps of every show and so much more. I release a brand new episode every Monday through Friday, so make sure you don't miss a single show. Go to your favorite podcast directory, search for Speaking of Partnership, and click subscribe. Like what you hear? Leave us a rating and review on Stitcher and iTunes. The greatest compliment you can give the show is to refer us to someone else, either in person or on the web. Have a great day, and remember, even when you stumble, you're still moving forward. Peace.